Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, ins, outs. But in the midst of that, I'm 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 just going to assume you made some great relationships. Talk to us a little bit about the NBA life, and because you hear this thing now where you know NBA players are seen as soft per se because they got relationships with other NBA players. Can you? You know, talk to us a bit about how real NBA life is. Well, I, I wish that our era was like that because mm-hmm. these cats, like, like in the summertime, I get to speak to all the young fellas. Um, I'm one of the one of the vets that they bring in to do the, the player development meetings in, at the mm-hmm. summer in Vegas. Mm. So you know, I tell I'm I'm one thousand with them. I tell them the ups and the downs and those highs and lows and everything that, that, that comes with it, the outside influences, what you got to watch for, all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you, you got to be vulnerable when it comes to that situation because they can smell bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to tell them the truth. Yeah. So, so while doing that, I had a chance to talk to Pat Cunnington this past uh, summer. Mm. And to know that him and Grant Williams from the Celtics these guys do business together. They do real estate together. Pat Connington makes more money in real estate than he does playing basketball. He's, he doesn't even have to use his NBA money at all. Wow. So I wish we had people that talked to us and did business with us like that back then because those who were close to the owners Mm. And the knowledge that they had, they kind of kept it to themselves. Wow. They didn't, you know, I, I mean, because I'm, I'm one of those guys that I, I'm a firm believer that there's enough for everybody. You know what I mean? Once mm-hmm. you get to a certain mm-hmm. level of, of financial, there's enough for everybody. So why, when you're putting your arm around me, you're not telling me these things? Mm. Forget basketball. Forget basketball. I'm, tr- you know, I'm trying to. I may not make the money you make in basketball, but I have a chance of doing it off the court. Yeah, and, and that that has nothing to do with endorsements. This has everything to do with the right business uh, uh, decisions and, and and what to do business wise. Because a lot of us don't have business set. Right. We they just come in there as hoopers. Right. The league. The league didn't have that set up like how. Well how you come back and talk to players where they're not older players coming back and talking when you came into the league? Well, they did, but it's it's like they can, they only give you that like, they're, okay, here's the, the financial advisors you need to talk to. And here's this and that. And here, this is what goes on in the league and the business of basketball in the league. But I want to know what business is mm-hmm. like, like they have it available now because dudes are talking to each other. LeBron got his camp, and he teams up with D Wade and Carmelo and Chris Paul, and they do their thing. It's like that did not happen. Mm. 
in our era. Because dudes was like, like, I, I could probably say maybe two or three guys may have done that in our era. It might have been Magic, Isaiah, and Mark McGuire. Because, you wow. know, that Midwest area, and they all close. They were thick as thieves. When I was a kid, my brother was in Magic's basketball camp that was in Pasadena. Isaiah, Mark, and Rolando Blackman came, and they hung out for that whole week. So it would make sense to me that they're not just friends and hanging out and hooping and working out. There had to have been some type of business relationship there, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, they're probably the only ones that I, I saw the possibility of also doing that. I, I could nobody nobody pulled my coattails talking about business. Why did you think that's frowned upon, though? Because it's it's almost seen as a as a negative for the the new NBA, as they call it. Well, I mean, they don't they don't like seeing guys hug it out on the court, which I understand the competitiveness. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you want to make sure everybody on your team is ready for war when you cross those lines. Yeah. But when the game is over, why not? Game is over. You you shaking the hand of a guy who just beat you or, or you just beat him and you telling him, man, congratulations, man, good game, man. Way to compete. Yeah, yeah. You and you're gonna see me next time. You know, <laughs> yep. you're gonna see me again. You're gonna see me next game. But in the process, yo, so so how are you doing to to, you know, as far as generational wealth? Because you may not be making what this guy is making. What are you doing outside of basketball to grow your shit? Yeah. It's like that wasn't a conversation in my era. You know, you know who Isaiah uh, Thomas told us, uh, who said is like a great businessman, like own a company, steel company, I think, out of Vinnie Johnson, the yeah, microwave. Johnson's, yeah, microwave is making more than he ever made. <laughs> yeah. Playing basketball. Way more. <laughs> yeah. Carl, Carl Malone had a trucking, has a trucking company. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, old school. Uh, went to Louisville. Oh man, played for Milwaukee. Ooh, he went to Louisville. Um, yeah. Um, I his name is slipping my mind right now, but he's probably the richest basketball player. Oh, Junior Bridgman. All- Junior Bridgman. Junior Bridgman. Junior Brisman owns tons of shit. Yeah. 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 Like food restaurants and I mean food uh, franchises, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, tons. Like over like over six hundred restaurants and stores. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Junior Brisman is killing it. His sons is uh he like like he's groomed his sons to come work for the family business. I, I think it's called Bridge Foods. Hey, he is killing the game. Yeah. Killing the game. Like Think of what they were making back then. That was before our era. That was before yeah. um, me coming in with Shaq and Shaq making a hundred million. Right. Like they weren't they weren't making a lot. I mean, if you think about it, when Mike first got into the league, I think his contract was like six hundred thousand. They thought that was too much. See, you know what I'm saying? And and then like the great West Unsell, God rest his soul, he told me they won a championship. And after the championship was over, their bonus was a washer and dryer. And then they had, 
Yeah, yeah, their bonus was a washer and dryer. And then they had to go to work after that. They had to go to work. But see, that's I think that's one of the misconceptions too. And I think that's why there's like this gap. Because my, my, my question for you now is, do you think these guys should be considered soft, this new NBA? Because it's not their fault that they're in a time and an era that, you know, they don't have to go work after the NBA finals or once the season is over. I mean, they're making, you know, tens of millions. Of, I mean, the last man on the bench is getting probably five, six million dollars a year. More and, than I and, ever made. Yeah. 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 So it's like, what? That guy isn't that guy isn't upset. That guy right. isn't mad that you just put 24 on him. Right. But see, this is the thing. Like, the era before us was making less. And I consider them, you know, some of their guys greater than us. You know, it's like, I mean, the Isaiah's, the Birds, the Magics, yeah. greater than us. And and, and the, then the era before them, the Kareem and Dr. J's and the George Gervins, greater than us. You're talking top 75 dudes like did they were making chump change when it came to to the game and they were stars and, and they were stars and 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 you know and, and back then it was probably good money because of the cost of living but the way dudes is getting it now it's like our era can't be mad at their era because those those dudes they paved the way for they us. paved the way yeah we we paved the way for them and you can't get mad at them because of the rule changes. Yeah. Like, you can't say this guy can't play in our era because of this, that, and the other. Well, the rules changed. Yeah. You know, maybe they could. And let's not forget you the know, TV the TV contract money. Out of this world. That 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 move they hey, that 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 TV contract money is out of here. It's it's out of here. So so they have to pay the players, right? And what we and what us as retired players got to hope is that, okay, they're getting all this money. Maybe they can trickle some of that down to the Retired Players Association. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just, just hope. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Just hope that that happens. But you can't hate on them getting their money. You can't hate on them getting their money. Are you, are, are you part of the NBA Retired Players Association, Tracy? Yes, I am. I am. I'm not on the on the board or anything, but I'm a part of it. Yeah. But you're a part of it. Yeah, because their headquarters yeah. is uh is here in Chicago. Yep, the shy. Yep. Yep. This is this is what I'm I'm gonna have to talk to somebody about this because I, I think this is important. They talk trash about our era and how guys was making money and how guys were broke and all of that. Mm -hmm. But no one talks about the lockout. No one. Oh, yeah. Like, like I lost easily 2.6 in the lockout. Easily. No, more than that. I, I, about 3.2 in the lockout. And so that lockout was so, between what year? What years? 
That was the 2000 year. Yeah, the 2000. That was the year that the Spurs, yeah, that was that was the year yeah, the Spurs like had the short short championship. Yeah, that year. Like like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, most of us didn't want to do that shit. So Damn. why should we lose money on some bullshit because it's like the guys at the top are going to recoup as soon as their checks start. Mm. They got a, they got a million or so coming right right off the get. But not us, not the not the mid to low, and we just got done eating up our 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 uh, our, our bank account, and there's like a bunch of money that you're not getting from your country. Mm-hmm. So so this is what I want to talk to somebody about. How do we get that money back? There's too much money running around right now, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. So those like, monies like, were never recouped. Never. It wasn't, I mean, you. Uh, I wonder who was the president of the CBA at that time? And why didn't they have some type of uh, structure Wait, in that? Money. They should have had some type of structure to to weigh, to weigh y'all could get that money back. Like that had to be talked about in there where you just, oh, we just, like the money just sitting over here and we ain't going to talk about it. Like, what do you mean? Like. That money need to be paid yeah. out to some people, and it had to be structured within the contract to be divvied out some type of way. Like right. these are business yeah. people, right? Like, so, so when we heard that there was a possibility of a lockout, what they started doing was taking our licensing money and putting it in the kitty, right? Mm. But that's just, you know, that's still not enough, right? It's only a, a licensing check, right? Yeah. So there should have been something in the negotiation or even current negotiations where, look, there are cats that are not doing well because y'all snatched a lot of money from them back in the day. Yeah. Like, this guy, if they're, if they're paying ABA guys some back pay from back in the day or whatever, like, like I heard the ABA, old, old ABA guys got some, some money that they came did. in. They did. Mm. And it's well, actually, and it's real money. They didn't get like. Right. Real money. Yeah, they getting real money. I think it's over. Why, why, why can't we get ours back? Right. And you I'm know not who, asking for more. Just give me mine back. You know who was the NBA president at that time during the 98, 99 NBA lockout? It was, the, that was the third lockout of, of, of four in the history of the NBA. It was uh, Billy Hunter. Billy Hunter, yeah. Yep. I, I just, you know, the, the whole the whole thing, man, I just I just think labor stuff, you got people that are, are, are playing both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that that people are in bed with each other that are supposed to be on opposite sides. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's just my opinion of it. I might be way off. I might now, be when wrong. You, when but, you say but that, that's just, you that saying, was just my that's just my feeling about it. But you mm. t- so you're saying there's folks from the the players association in bed with players from the this, NBA this, side. This is what I this is just what I thought. Now, as I say again, I I might be totally off with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just think that there was a show put on for the camera mm. because. You know, Billy and, and and David act like they hated each other, right? Mm-hmm. But how are you going to get a deal done if you hate each other? Yeah, right. 
I just think that there was a act put on in front of the camera. And I think behind the camera, I thought they were cool. That's just my opinion. I might be wrong, but you know, that's just, that's just my, 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 my goal with it. You know, I I just, as, as I say again, I I don't want to claim people were, weren't doing their jobs or anything, but there's a lot of guys that lost a lot of money. Yeah, they, I mean, you think about it. They, they were the 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 proposal that Billy Hunter gave him the first time. The owners rejected it. That like they shot it down. But then they signed it, where they put a cap on the players, salaries between nine million and fourteen million, depending on how long they played in the NBA. Right. Yep. So how can yep. you cap? I mean, you know, you you ain't gonna put no cap on the owners. No, not at all. And and that, and that's always been the argument. And 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 that's always been the narrative that was pushed in the media was these millionaires and billionaires up here arguing, and the fans are losing out on the on 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 seeing the game. Now, I, I'm like, shit. Like I said earlier, in business, there's more for everybody. It's enough for everybody. So so why are we doing it? And it all came down to basketball related income. Yeah, and that, that's when they said they uh, introduced the rookie pay scale was introduced right. with uh, salaries increases tied to how early a player was selected in the NBA on NBA draft day. And then, you know, they still got the I didn't know that was a Larry Bird exception. The Larry Bird exception. Yep. Crazy. Uh, and then they have a um, was that our lockout or the lockout after us where they had. The veteran minimum. Because that's after that, you guys, yeah, that, that was after you guys. A lot, that screwed a lot of veterans. A lot of good veterans that was left to get paid a nice salary for that one year. Mm-hmm. Nah, they were like, nah, you out of here. We bring that young boy up. That got a lot of veterans messed up. Wow. Well, let me ask you this, man. When it comes to just to the the NBA, do you think? it is progressing in a good way or we're just missing some things? I, I think, I think where it's going, the way they market the game, how much money they're making, it's going in the right direction. Cause it, you know, eventually the kids are going to, going to benefit from it. You know what I'm saying? So the business is thriving. It's thriving. It's, you know, no matter how many faults you find within the cracks of the business, it's still the best business in the world to be a part of. Uh, yeah. You're doing something you love to do and you're getting paid for it, right? It's not really a job because you'll do this for free. So regardless of some of the complaints and some of the, you know, I, I call bad business dealings with the lockouts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's still the best job in the world and the best job to be a part of, man. And, and everybody still dreams of, of, of being there, you know? So they're doing something right for everybody to still want to be having a hoop dream, right? They're marketing it better. The money is out of this world. The visibility is global. So they're, they're doing their thing, man. It, you know, the business and, and what Adam is doing is out of this world, man. He's, he's really taking this thing to another level. Dude, what, hey, Tracy, let me ask you. What was y'all role per diem? Role per diem. It depend it depended on on, on the spot or where we were. Like, really? And it also depend it also depended on yeah because of uh, 
like you know the the, the how big you know like how expensive the place is. Like New York is more expensive than Texas. Uh, California is more expensive than Texas, and, and and it's also like it also depended on how long the road trip was. Mm. You know, like if it was a two day road trip, it might be a couple hundred dollars. You know, you know maybe two three hundred dollars. If it was a you know a ten dayer, it'd be north of a thousand. You know, so yeah, and what people and what people would don't understand about the per diem. This is where people get the misconception with the per diem. It's it's still money coming out of your check. Really? <laughs> get the fuck out of what? here. What? It's money coming out of your check. Yeah. What? It's not so they're just advancing you. They're just advancing yeah. you. Yeah, it's just some money coming out your check or per diem. Yeah. Now the people that don't have a contract, they're winning. They, you know, they 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 get they get some extra money for being with threats to our nation waiting around every corner. Adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles; we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. They're on top of maybe. What's poppin', guys? It's JG here from Blowing Smoke. If you're a fan of fun, insightful, and breakthrough conversations, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the Blowing Smoke podcast, a show that covers life experiences and firsthand testimonies from some of the biggest names in your favorite industries. And all that brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop, powered by creators. Signing a contract to come to camp and maybe getting a little something. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. Right, right. So wow. But of course, you know, I, I, I know they don't consider it winning when they when they want that real contract. You know what I'm saying? So so I might have misworded it the wrong way. But but yeah, I mean, per diem is part of your it's part of your contract. Well, they say it's 150 dollars per player now. <clears throat> Man, I'm 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 still sitting up here. I'm Was going this per day? One fifty per player per day. Yeah, that's because that that's because that money is out of this world. Yeah. Well, one thing they ain't shown is is the money. Let's 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 jump into your 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 time in Washington, man. You spent four years there. How was it playing with the young cats, Juwan, Chris? I mean, y'all at that you you talked about it earlier. Y'all did have that whip, y'all. I mean, if you think about it. It took Mike being Mike really to to beat yeah. you guys. Cause I mean Yeah. We had we hung in there. I mean they they swept us, but it was a hard sweep. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't easy. And, and 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 Mike even gave us props, you know, on the post um the post game, post series interview that they pulled him to the side on. And it's like he's like this. This is a really good team. They're young, you know, a team of the future. But it's like a couple of years later, they dismantled, and I'm still right. sitting what, what here wondering why. That? Yeah. So you don't know what well, happened with that. Well, well, Tracy, how did how did you get to Washington from Toronto? Because just think, you had a ball. You you balled out. You averaging twenty two, and you just went to Toronto for one year. How did you how did that get you get so was, from there to Washington and even play with them guys? So I was a free agent again. And because of the rules, 
I, I wasn't going to be able to get what I want with Toronto. I would have ha- I, I had to stay there another two years to sign the deal that I signed with Washington. Wow. Now, now, now let's look a couple of years into the future, right? If mm-hmm. Isaiah, let, he wasn't there anymore. Damon mm. Stoudemire wasn't there anymore. That was, me and him was a one-two connection. So I probably wouldn't have got that chip. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, like I was in contact with Isaiah throughout my free agency. Like I was begging him, like, mm. yo, is there anything we can do for me to stay up? Like I established myself as a pro off the court. I was doing commercials. I was doing appearances. I was a co-chairman of charities. I was doing all kinds of stuff up there. Like, I was loving life up there. You know, that was the first organization and fan base that just wrapped their arms around me. You know what I'm saying? So who want, who wants to leave that? Right. right. And you, you after know? after what you have been through for the first you know, three, four, five years, you get here, you like, this can't be happening again. So, so what happened was I signed a seven year deal with Washington and, and I was in touch with Isaiah the whole time. He said, look, look T, we in this business to take care of our families, take care of your family. Mm. So it was the hardest thing to do. But I heard it from my big brother, take the money and run. Mm. So, so that's that's what I did. I took the money and ran, and then it goes from a fairy tale one year to back to reality. Back to reality. I was treated a certain way in this organization. Now it's back to the way I was being treated before with the, with this organization. So you land in Washington. So, who the who yeah. the who the owner is that? A. A. Poland. Yep. A. Poland. He's the owner of the Washington Wizards, and you walk in, and they got who? Jawan Howard, Chris Webber. So this is the crazy thing. <clears throat> Jawan had just signed a deal with, with, with Miami Heat mm. for for like 105. But his deal got null and voided after I signed with Washington because I signed there to be a starter. Mm. His deal went null and void, so he ended up coming back to Washington. For, for, for like 100 and, 101, 105, something like that. So now I get delegated back to the bench, which I didn't want to do. You know what I mean? And, and it, like, like, how can that happen? It's almost like there's all, there was always something to keep, keep me in place, keep me in, keep me in check. You know what I mean? It's wow. like, okay, I'm thinking I'm going to start. I'm thinking things are going to be good for me individually, now I go right back to the bench. Mm. So, so I, I come into that situation feeling a certain way mm-hmm. because I felt like I was lied to in a way. You know, it's like there was no way I could pull out of that deal and sign the Laker deal now that I could have signed. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I had a chance to sign for six years with L.A. or seven years for Washington, the same deal. I knew I wasn't wow. going to start in L.A. I knew I wasn't going to start in L.A., but Washington, I felt like I was going to start. And then and then Juwan come back. So I'm like, wow. You know, but, you know, Jay is, Jay, Jay is cool, man. Jay is first class. 
You know what I mean? Did you did you did you suck it up and 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 be a professional oh, about it and was like, oh, I'm just hey, I I had my check, so I, I you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give it back. <laughs> did, you know, did, so, did your pops right. did your pops come up there and watch you play? Like what did you know? Did, was he was he that by your side to keep you level headed and like son? I understand. Well, he, you he had to fly here from time to time. That that was the time that Cam was going through his stuff in Louisville, so he had to fly to. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there was there was you know my my pops racked the uh, air miles up that year. That's what's you know? up. Yep. So yep. you do then, four you know, years in Washington. Yeah. And then you head up and had some to success Denver. there. Like like yeah. that, like that 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 first year, we went to the playoffs. I averaged eighteen a game off the bench against them. So there was some success there. Um, I I, uh, I had a fifty point game my third year there. As you, know, fact, you, used, you used to make me mad though, because when they were when you y'all going to get because you know man we hometown Chicago Bulls so that series when they were we put they put you in I'm like oh man they don't put they got Calvin Chaney there now they're gonna put in Tracy Murray okay now they got another shooter and I'm looking like who we bringing off the bench we ain't got mm. nobody <laughs> but you know what that's giving us Tracy type numbers <laughs> y'all had y'all had that three headed monster though. Scotty, Mike, and, and Dennis, and then you had Ron Harper. Ron, you know, Harp. Mm-hmm. Harp, Harp was Harp was you know he's like a big brother of mine too. Harp was the unsung hero of that squad. I, I watched I watched the the the, the series the, the doc right, and I'm like, why the hell aren't they talking about Ron Harper? Yeah. That was my question about the whole Doc series. Why aren't you talking about Ron Harper? That's crazy. He was a big part of that team. He guards there. There were sometimes he guarded the best player. You know, mm-hmm. you want to give MJ a break. You know, Ron got on, and then Ron to fool around and give you those numbers too. When 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 M was out of the game, it's like. You know, you knew what you was getting. You getting consistency out of Scotty every night. You know what you're getting from Dennis. But you needed that third score. He was the third score. He was a lockup guy. It's like, how how can you not mention Ron Harper, but twice in that doggone ten series docu series? I, I don't I don't get it. Mm. You know, it's interesting you bring that up. I and man, shout out to Ron Harp because uh, Harp, what up? He did not. He never said one thing about it either, though, man. Nope. No, nope, stay quiet nope. about it. You don't, you don't hear him on nobody's sites. He don't, he don't have to say anything. I'll say it for him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I didn't know the Lakers hired you as a shooting coach before. Yep, yep. So, Shit, they so, need you right now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Hey, hey, which one? To play? They need, <laughs> they need you right now. <laughs> Yo, so, so, so how that came about was I – so after the after the league was over, you know, yeah, I did the Denver, I did the, the year with the Lakers, I did uh, my last year with Portland. So I started and ended my career in Portland. Mm-hmm. I did three years overseas, and then I, I then after overseas, I was like, okay, you know, another mental health situation, um, a, a, a career ending. A career ending is like a like a death or something. It's like a death yeah. of a career, right? Yeah, shocking. So you, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're dealing with people that you used to talk to that ain't talking to you anymore, doors that were open, that are nailed shut. It's like you're dealing with all of that bullshit, right? So it's like, 
you know, I was, there was one day I was in the house and, you know, I'm in a nice house and a nice home in, in Beverly Hills. I got my shades down, you know, in the bed, feeling sorry for myself, basically. Mm-hmm. Man, my, my pops drove from his house that was 45 minutes away and kicked in my door. It's like, man, what are you doing? Mm. 36 years old, 35, 36 years old, you got your life ahead of you, bro. Get your ass out of the bed, go make something happen. Find out what you what you want to do. Call UCLA and, 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 and see, you know, some of the things that you can do that interest-wise, you know. Call, call people. Get on the phone. Like, network. Like, try to get your ass up and do something. Mm. So, what I did was, I took a broadcast. UCLA told me to take a broadcast class because I was like, okay, whatever's going to hit first is going to either be broadcasting or coaching. And everybody and their mama want to coach. Mm-hmm. I did three years in the G League with the Bakersfield Jam. My, my, my old college coach, Jim Herrick, hired me. And I was on staff. I was on staff with him, Sean Rooks, and um, there's a couple other people too. Um, and then, and then I was taking a broadcast class at the same time. So I was going from Bakersfield to Santa Monica, doing mm-hmm. both, trying to learn a craft and work with, with 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 youngsters. So after my third year, Coach Herrick is let go. A new coach comes in, trims the fat, brings his people, and I was like, okay, this is going to be my last year doing this. Mm. And I didn't see anything moving fast enough in the coaching area, right? So I jumped in and started doing part-time UCLA men's basketball, which, you know, you get paid for that one. But I was honing my craft with the women's basketball side because and they don't pay you for that. So I was doing that just to work on my craft. Work on your craft. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I was doing, doing, still doing both, finishing up that last year G League and then that. Then that summer I went and did Basketball Without Borders. With with the with the NBA, we went to Africa. We went to Mozambique, did a clinic with with, with the Hall of Famer Teresa Edwards, and then we went over to to um, to Johannesburg and did that did the big camp with all the talent there, right? Mm. And when I came back, Teresa was already the assistant coach of the Tulsa Shock. They had let go. They had let go Nolan Richardson. So she became the the head, and she called me in to do a year uh, or a season of of the WNBA. So I went over there with her to do the Tulsa shop. Mm. So, <clears throat> so we had a Cheryl Swoops that was that was at the end. Uh, Tiffany Jackson was an all star that year. God rest her soul. She just passed away this past year with uh, cancer, and we had a young a young Liz Cambay. Mm. Wow. So, so Liz is like, you know, Liz is like my daughter, man, because, you know, she was like 18 years old at the time. You know, she's young, unprofessional, away from home, like want to go home, don't want to be there. You know what I mean? So I had to, like, put my arm around her, you Which, know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and just just try to be like a, a positive mentor for her as well as a coach and try to work with her on and off the court to just try to get her mind right because she's talented and, and she's got a lot that, that that she can do in the game. 
And, 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 you know, when she was having her mental health issues, you know, they would always like her teammates would be like, daddy, come talk to your daughter. So I would would go talk to her and and just try to try to make things right and talk it out with her. And, and, and that's, that's how our relationship became good. She's like, she's like a daughter of mine, really, you know, like, like we, we, we talked from time to time when, when she was in Vegas, I have a home in Vegas and, you know, we went to a few of her games. She looked out with the tickets and stuff for my family and everything. And, and, and so, you know, I mean, I became good friends with Liz. And so that experience was cool. And, and, and uh, I learned a lot, you know, man, she's come a long way, side. man. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's come a long way. I'm curious of what's going to happen with her now, man, because she left Vegas and she always wanted to be, Always wanted to be in L.A. She always wanted to be a Laker. And I kind of, I mean, a, a spark. And I was kind of like, uh, you know, kind of be careful what you wish for. L.A. is not for everybody. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and it didn't work out. So I'm curious of what she's going to do now because she's had some run-ins with her national team. Uh, things didn't work out with the Sparks. So, I'm, you know, she's got so much going on off the court that I'm, curi- I'm curious of if she's going to even play yeah, she like a damn near like a uh, she like a, a Giselle Bunch and model or some type shit. Like she, she got yeah, so many crazy yeah. endorsements and opportunities off the court because of yeah, and she's how a you, DJ and how unique she what she DJ too. Yeah, she's a, she DJs too. Yeah, <laughs> so and she gets she gets paid a lot of money to do these gigs. She flies all over the world DJ. So there's she's got like the same music that Shaq be. You know, she does that type of DJ. So they pay you. Yeah, they pay you. They pay those DJs. So, yeah, man. She, and, and she likes doing it. So, you know, I, I just, I always wish her the best, man, because she's really a good person. And she, and, she ain't, and she ain't a bad basketball player. <laughs> no, no, she can, she can, no from, from the time that I coached her to the time that, you know, till now, her game has grown a lot. Yeah. And then and then from from that situation, I did like 10 years of broadcasting with UCLA. Don McClain finally went all TV. And then I had all the radio gigs from, from that point forward. And then I got the opportunity, Kobe's last year, to be the shooting coach for, for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think, and I hate to, you know, I think God put me there for a reason. That situation. Um, when Cole first came into the league, we had the same agent. We had Aaron Teller. Okay. He, he showed up to the beach, Venice Beach, the very first day that he came to L.A. and played in a tournament. Like, he rocked somebody and went and dunked on him. The whole beach went crazy, right? So he tried to rock the dude and do it again. This is at 17 years old. And dude was not going to take that embarrassment again. And he swept his legs and broke Kobe's wrist. That was the that was the wrist break. That was the wrist break. Wow. That was the wrist break. I was there. So, so, and I told him, don't go out there, but you can tell that day that number one, he loved the game. Number two, he was going to be great because he was talented as hell. Number three, he was stubborn as he was stubborn as shit. He was, he was going to do what he wanted to do, you know? So, I mean, but when you're, when you're stubborn, great, and you work, 
and you love what you do, it turns into greatness. It turns into greatness. So fast forward his last year to be able to rekindle that relationship because I was his teammate uh, for a year, but to be able to rekindle that team that 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 relationship with him and see him his maturation from when I was a teammate and he was a kid mm-hmm. to marriage, kids, championships without Shaq, being in the organization his whole career. You just saw the whole growth. And I was there at the end. Of, and to just be there and say, bro, you fucking did this shit. You know what <laughs> I mean? You, you, you did this. And then to be able to, you know, there were the games that he played, you know, I would go over early with him and help him get, get loose, you know, because it took, it took him the night before to start getting loose, bro. I mean, it, it was, it was hard for him to, to get out there and compete and try to do it on a high level and beat Kobe every night. That was tough. That last year was a struggle. Damn. So I'm glad that 60 point game, I'm glad that happened on the way out. But yeah, it did it start it started slow. Yeah, it did. But boy, yeah. when he caught that rhythm and he caught fire, it was something special to see, man. So when you when when you on that when you was on that team with him in two thousand and two, what what yeah. what mostly did, did did you learn from that from that from yourself? From just being around that that group of guys and that coach? Well, you know, one thing I know is that championship teams are the same. Okay. They're unselfish. They don't give a fuck about nothing but winning. <laughs> right? Winning. They don't care about numbers. They don't care about none of that. Winning. That's the that's the goal, right? Now, of course, there was, you know, the Kobe and Shaq dynamic and the arguing over who's the man and everything. But they use that to motivate each other. You know, that was a that 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 was a motivating factor between both of them because they pushed each other in their own weird way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and just the one thing that I tried to do that year, and I failed at. <laughs> I said, damn, every time I come in here, and I'm the first one there out of most because I wasn't playing, so I'm gonna get there early. And I'm going to get my work in and be ready for practice. I had an arthroscopic hip surgery earlier that year on the other side. So I started behind. So I'm, I'm trying to catch up with everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, every time I come in here, he's dripping wet already. <laughs> no, Kobe. So, so yeah, yeah. So I'm, And he's in there with his trainer, and he's doing off-season workouts during the season. <laughs> off-season workouts during the season. So I'm like, so I'm like, first of all, I'm like, damn. What the I can't fuck? do that shit during the season, right? He, I mean, he's throwing medicine balls to the top of the damn uh, gym. <laughs> I'm, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's how he lasts when everybody else gas out. That's how he lasts. Mm. So I'm like, mm, okay. So, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to beat his ass to the I'm going to beat his ass to the gym tomorrow. I come in at 6. He's in there dripping wet. Practice not until 11. Dang. I'm like, I'm not I'm not coming in at 5. I'm not doing it. <laughs> he, you mean to tell me he, this so, dude is in there at 4 and 5? 
So, you got to get up at four I, to get that five. So, so I was like, Cole, what time you get here, bro? Man, I've been here since four. Four a.m. He lives all the way in Orange County. <laughs> 45 minutes, 50 oh. minutes away, an hour away. No, he might have been an hour away from, from El Segundo. Damn. And then you wonder why he took the helicopters. Like, he got there, bro, at 4 a.m. That's crazy. Like, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there like, what the heck? And, and he, he and so stop. and so and so how stop. and so how does that progress from what you saw at at four five six o'clock in the morning? So how is he in practice when it start at eleven? He's on he's on he's on motherfuckers' asses, ain't he? He's on ten. He's on ten by the time everybody walk in. And you you know most people are gassed out already. The stuff that he done he did. This dude is energized, ready to go. Damn. He was a different breed, man. Let me ask you about Kobe, though. Why Why is it that it's difficult for people to put Kobe in that greatest man, player of all time conversation? Man, I was just looking at, I was looking at Gary Trent's post the other day. No, this morning. He had posted something, and they had, I think Bleacher Report did, like, the top 10 goats ever. Mm. And he wasn't mentioned. Now, no disrespect to anybody on that list. Everybody's deserving. Mm -hmm. But that dude should not be left out. On any of them. On Damn. any of them. Like, he's in the all-time scoring list. He's got the championships. He played for 20 years in one spot. He left out on a 60-point game. He's got 40 or more on every damn team that he's played against. Yes. Wow. 40 or more is, is his career high on every team in the league. Damn. 40 so or more. So, so what do you think it is? He's though? got I mean, like, he's got like, he's got an 81. He's got like five or six 60-point games. Like, come on, man. So what like, do you think like, it like, is though? Why why will people give Kobe that respect? Because they even even like with Mount Rushmore, which I absolutely hate Mount Rushmore, but right. you know, because only four spots, only four spots, which I think is I mean we play a game that has, yeah. that has five players anyway. But yeah, you know, but you you and and again, I'm not I'm with you, man. I'm not taking nothing away from anybody. Like even when they right. put the top seventy five list off. I was saying to myself, like, man, there's some names on this list yeah, that don't yeah. deserve to be on this list. Not taking nothing away from them. No, not they shit were, on anybody. Right. right. They were great in their own time. much respect. Much respect. Much respect to everybody. But I'm looking at some of them names and I'm saying, Vince Carter doesn't make this list? Like, okay. And I played with that dude. <laughs> Dwight, Dwight Howard didn't, can't make this list? Right. His Orlando, Orlando Dwight Howard. His, yeah, his Superman days in Orlando. Yeah, he can't make he, this he, he so, carried that franchise to the finals. So I look at that and I go like, is that the same kind of stuff that Kobe has dealt with in his career? It's almost like they punish him. Yeah. Because everybody was out there trying to be like Mike. And this dude 
became Mike. <laughs> right. I mean, that's Mike reality. Jones. He became Mike and really surpassed him in he terms just, of just he molded the, man. the next level yeah. of it. He was he Mike 2.0. Yes. And it's almost like they punish him because he did that. Yeah. He did it that way. Man, I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. I, I don't understand it at all. Like, I practiced with the dude. I saw him work. Even worked him out. It's like his passion for the game is unparalleled, man. It's like mm. the like even when he was done, you saw what he was doing for women's basketball. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now we got to take that to another level because he's no longer here to do it. We got to help. Now we got to take mm. that to another level because he's no longer here That's to it. do it. That's we got to help us now too, so we got to help those. And that you was know, boy, like, that and that was so beautiful to see him do that because you saw yeah. the the whole Mamba Academy shit coming like it was it was building like the, the he wearing WNBA hoodies he talking about the game taking his girl to taking his daughter to see uh Gen Gino and a Yukon them like you could tell that the it was finna do something and all the top girls was coming to him for work for work it Sabrina Nescu all of them was yep. coming Dinah Taurasi they were all coming to him for work That's like crazy. how do I improve my shit Mm. And you, you and then his daughter, hey, Gigi, oh, she was, was, Gigi was about to be crazy. Yo. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she, she was, was gonna be man, next level. She that was, whole situation still hurt me. This, that that whole situation still hurts, bro. It still yep. hurts. Yeah, yeah. Because man. as a, as I say again, man, when you play with him, sometimes he rubs you the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Because if you're fucking up, you're fucking with his legacy. That's mm. what people don't understand. This is a team. And if you don't pull your weight, his legacy is being tarnished if you don't pull your weight too, right? So a lot of people don't understand that. And, you know, he comes at people. He pokes the bear mm. because he's trying to motivate people to be their great self. So we can win more championships so his legacy can be even, even greater, right? So... A lot of people never understood him. Like, he was a dude that was born in Philly but raised in Italy. Mm. Like, he didn't have the same mentality as the normal Philly dude, right? He speaks like six languages. But but let me ask you this, this about this dude about is not Kobe. coming on with headphones. He's coming on the on the on the on the plane with books. See what I'm saying? He was just different, bro. But let me let me different. ask you about about Kobe because you said something interesting. You said about his legacy. Mm -hmm. Why should the guys buy into Kobe's legacy when they're trying to create their own legacy? And why should guys buy into Jordan's legacy when they're trying to build their own legacy as well? Right. I, I don't think it's a, it's a buy into their legacy. What I think it is is. Kobe is different. He eat, sleep, shit, dream basketball. Nothing else. Everything else is obsolete. So 
Everybody else, after a while, you get caught up in the lifestyle of the NBA. The NBA want to go out. We are getting to this town, and we are out. We're going to see what this town got for us, right? That wasn't him. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't him. He was like, who's ass my bus in this next game? <laughs> Damn. Like, like he was, he was like, he was trying to, you know, create something special. So he and he didn't understand. Yeah, he didn't understand the social part of this. This you know, go out to a club and chase and you know, drink and some people smoke. You know, he didn't. He didn't understand that shit, man. He what he understood was how can I get better the next day to win championships? I'm trying to chase Mike. It, it was one dude we had on our podcast, and he said that Kobe didn't talk to him, like like he. Like he never said nothing to me, like for the uh, like nothing. That was Kareem Rush, or was it was it Brandon Rush? It's Kareem. Kareem, Kareem, Kareem Rush. Was my he was my teammate. Yeah, Kareem we Rush. Came, we, we, we came to Toronto. We came from Toronto to L.A. Together. He said, and and, and, that was uh, and I heard uh, we didn't have him on our show, but Smush Parker. Smush mm-hmm. Parker tells a story that Kobe didn't talk to him while he was on the team for the whole... He didn't say not a word to him. Right. He was like, man... I'm going to tell you a story. They was like, man, that's just how he is. If he don't... I was like, what? If he don't rock with... If if, if you don't have anything in common with him, he doesn't really rock with you like that. Damn. Now, now this is... But this is another thing. You know, he... he, Now, this is... I'm I'm, I'm speaking from his younger days now, when I was uh, his teammate. There was a situation where Robert Horry hits a big three. We're in Washington. We're down two. Rob hit. We're down two. Rob hits a big three. We go up one. Washington calls timeout. It's like 3.1 seconds left or something like that. Or, so Cove is guarding Stackhouse. So Phil told Kobe, don't gamble. Just play him solid, make him shoot over the top. We get out of here with the W. Mm-hmm. Cole goes for the steal. Didn't get it. Stackhouse gets the ball. One bounce dribble, dunks on Devin George for game. Like, he cusses Devin George out all the way to the locker. But but everybody had Devs back on this one. You know, it was like, dude, you you weren't supposed to gamble. You're just supposed to wall up and make him shoot a tough one. So that practice, and it might have been like a, it might have been a couple of weeks after that. The only people Cole would talk to was Shaq and, and, and Phil. Like, like he would go in those modes where he's like, "All right, I ain't fucking nobody." Damn. You know, he would go, he would go in those modes. But you know, but that's but to 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 see him at that point to towards the end. Towards the end. Now. He was he was a different dude because he was more mature. He had won his championships. He's trying to ride out into the sunset now. Black Mamba is not 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 trying to bite nobody anymore, right? Right. Uh-huh. right. right. So so I mean, to go on these farewell tours, man, it was like I'm sure he he felt it. You know what I'm saying? He felt it like he never felt it before because he's used to people booing him and he's used to feeding off of it. He's used to feeding his chest like yeah. He couldn't do that because everybody was loving, 
right? <laughs> so right. it was a different mentality every game for him that he played because he wasn't used to that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, but but that last year to have Nick Young, D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, you know that young it was a young crew. Like yeah. he had zero in common with that crew. Damn. So he was he was old enough to be some of their daddies. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Right. That's right. So so he would kick it with the coaches more than he would say anything to the team, right? So he would, you know, like if it was a road trip and, you know, a couple of us would be going to step out for a second to grab a bite to eat or, or maybe a couple of drinks or whatever, Cole would be with us. Mm. Wow. You know what I mean? Made sense, though. It, because cause he now it's just now he's messing with people on his level. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He played with Mark Madsen. He played with Byron Scott. He played with me. He respects Paul Paul uh, Presley. He respects everybody else that was on the coaching staff, right? So yeah. it's like he can talk basketball with them. He can talk life with them. He can talk current events with them that these kids wouldn't know nothing about. They know they own the video game, right? He don't identify with no damn video, video game. game. Right. <laughs> right. He ain't no game. The only game. Hey, the only gamer he is is lighting somebody up on the court. That's, That's the only right. gamer he is. Hey, they probably said, cool, man, I was playing <laughs> you back in 1998, man. <laughs> right, right, right. Man. So, so that's, you know, that was, so so in situations like that, I understand. And, you know, as I say again, he bringing books on the, on the, on the plane. They're bringing video game consoles. Right. So he, he didn't, he didn't vibe with them. And that, and that point, that point, I get that clear. And I think the average basketball fan understand that because Kobe, Kobe is otherworldly, man. And, and I think that's why it's so disappointing that, it's it's almost like, you know, and again, rest in peace, Kobe and Gigi, but it's almost like Kobe fan base, he's like the rock star that the albums sell more after the passing. Like Kobe has become more loved right. after the passing. It's, it almost goes like, man, did so many people miss his greatness? Is that why he's so misunderstood? Because they couldn't, well, yeah. they missed his greatness. No, nah, they yeah. didn't miss then, it. I don't, I don't think they missed it, Will. I think they just I, didn't. I, I, they didn't. They, you know, they was not hating, but they just didn't like him. That's what it was. I, I, no, you said it right. They were hating. They were hating. You're right. No, because because you know, I mean, think of all the labels that he had: selfish, shoot too much, stuff like that. Right? They put labels on him. This is this is Kobe in the nutshell. He look around, see who's ready. Oh, y'all ain't ready? Okay, more shots for me. I'm ready. Mm. Okay. I put in the work. I'm over here busting my ass. Who's in here busting their ass with me? Mm. Okay, I'm shooting more shots. I earned these shots. That that was his mentality. And my thing is, tell me one great player that hasn't thought that way. Right. But he right. gets penalized for it, though. Right. Because... Let's let's take it all the way back to his rookie and second year. It's take he's been penalized from. Remember I said earlier from the shot. You're penalized from your you penalized from your earlier behavior, right? Yep, you said it follows he was, you. He was penalized since he was a baby in the game. 
Mm. So he was labeled as selfish, showboat, all of his, his nickname was showboat. So he was, he was, think about it though. He was labeled back then as not being a good teammate, selfish, young, immature. So that followed him throughout. But, but here's the only right? crazy thing about that though, Tracy. Though he was he was probably considered all those things, but there was a gap, maybe for even ten years, that Kobe Kobe closed the Jordan door and yeah. kept the NBA alive. Like when Jordan left, I have to admit I was one of those guys. Like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to the league? Right, and Kobe right. was like, I got it. Like it was you know, the Kobe people, show. It was the Kobe mm -hmm. show. I mean, a lot yep. of people like to say, well, LeBron and that those crews was coming along. Oh, no. Kobe, Kobe, it was like, it was Kobe was, and then probably the next guy. Was AI. Yep. Was AI. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then you Kobe got your Vince Carter, Vince Carter, Tracy then McGrady's. Vince came, and then Vince yeah. came and chipped in. And then, 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 yeah, that started the next wave. Yeah. Right. But Kobe Yo. led that and carried. Yeah. Like, he was the face of the league. Yeah. For about a for about a decade. Yep. yep. Well he yeah, like yeah. he was the solo face of the league. I'm the gold of my era. I've been a trending topic. I'm as fly as a feather. My pocket's macroscopic. See with time I get better. I'm always in the action, kid. No, I got it locked from Chicago where the toughest live. Concrete jungle, earn my stripes on the pavement there. You make it here, then you can make it anywhere. No comparison. Your game is embarrassing. No one can touch me, I'm all for going there again. Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Agee. I'm box office, and one day they gon' have to pay me. Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Agee. I'm box office, and one day they gon' have to pay me. Hoop Dreams, the podcast, an Unlearning Network production. Written and produced by Arthur Agee, Will Gates, Matt Hoffer, with audio engineering from Matt Savage. For more episodes, check us out at www.unlearningnetwork.com. Gotta be a dog to survive in this cold weather. Ice in my veins, no need for a warm sweater. I'm coming for it all, best believe I won't let up, yeah. Hey, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm ballin' like I'm Martha Agee I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me Yeah, I think I'm ballin' like I'm Will Gates I'm hoop dreamin', tryna fight against a sealed fate More faith, think I'm ballin' like I'm Martha Agee I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me